look, we're in a comic book. <laughs> That's our claim to fame. Uh, we're such losers. <laughs> Welcome to episode 67 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The ever-popular Miguel Garza. Ever-popular? <laughs> I think I'm popular. What, are you starting your own click? What's Th- going on? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Taylor Esposito. Hey, guys. Hey, man. How's it going? Not bad. Not bad. A little tired, but not bad. Uh, we can relate to that. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into things. We do? Uh, we, we really do. There's a lot today. Okay. Uh, what were your top two books this week, man? All right. I'll start off with my number two. Ghosted number 18 by Joshua Williamson. Josh Williamson's writer and Vladimir Kursty is the artist. It's a Russian name. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correct. That's why I didn't try. <laughs> I left it all to you. It's a good book. It's a really good book. You know, it's one of my favorite series. Josh Williamson's a great writer. In this one, the whole team is together. They're working with uh, Marcus to go into this ghost town, and they're trying to figure out how to get through the portal to the underworld because... They want to capture the embodied spirit of death. Yep. Well, there's a huge twist at the end of the issue where one of Jackson's main allies for this entire series turns against him and then kind of turns back. You're not really sure where her loyalties lie anymore. It's it's a really good issue. If you've been following Ghosted, I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you haven't been following Ghosted, you go pick up the trades because I think the third one just came out. Yeah. The whole part when they're walking through the spirits and they have to keep their eyes closed and the, and the spirits are taunting them, you know, try to scare them to make them open their eyes. And when they finally do... That's kind of creepy, man. <laughs> it was creeping me out. <laughs> it's a good one. So that was my number two. My number one was Hexed, number eight. That was actually my number one as well. Uh, Michael Allen Nelson is the writer, and Dan Mora is the artist. <laughs> Hex is the story of Lucifer, who's this thief who's really entrenched in the, uh, the world of magic and special artifacts and things like that. And she works for a woman who is a curator of those sorts of things. Well... She's been at war with this other person who's been trying to collect all these magical things for eight issues now. And in this last issue, her mentor was killed. So Lucifer loses her shit. Oh, yeah. She was pissed. (laughs) And she goes and she gets all these artifacts that are way too powerful than than what she normally handles. She knows magic a little bit, but she never really pushes the limits. And in this issue, she really does. She's going around killing people left and right, taking out everybody that's henching for this other person. Uh, she actually summons some kind of major demon uh, on this rooftop and it explodes this huge building and sends the demon to fight the girl who's causing her all the problems, which nobody expected her to do. And then she takes it even one step further and goes and sees the harlot, who is the kind of like leader of the witches, one of the major keepers of the, uh, the portal between our world and the netherworld. So she goes and she sees the harlot and ends up killing her and taking her place. So there's no telling what's going to happen in the series going forward, but wow. So much crazy action in this issue. It was just great. I know in the previous seven, you see her learning the magic and learning from her mentor and doing whatever. And you don't think she's capable of doing a lot of stuff. But then, man, in this book, it just went off the chain. I mean, it's just like, wow. And I really like Dan Mora's art, too. It's a really cool style. Uh, just just a great book overall. I mean, I recommend checking out the uh, trade for Hex. I think the first one should be out by now. Yeah, I'm curious where they're going to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my one and two. What was your number two? Well, my number two is actually Deadpool number 43. Uh Brian Posehn and Jerry Dugan are the writers, and Salva Espin is the new artist on the series. 
And I really, really like Salva Espen's art. And I liked this particular issue of Deadpool because a lot of the time he gets portrayed as just this wacky, kooky character who's always cracking jokes and always, well, sometimes he's a badass, but sometimes he's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this issue, he even said it. He said, no more jokes. I'm going to do everything I can to help these people. I'm going to be a good guy. There's no walking the line. There's no trying to figure out what's up. It's just Deadpool being a good guy. And he's in this position where he's strung up in this room with no way out. He literally chews his arm off to that was escape. So cool. <laughs> I mean, you got the what was the James Franco movie you like so much? Uh, 127 hours. Yeah, you got the 128 seven hours thing going on where he chews off his arm to get away from these guys, and then just like tucks it in his belt. <laughs> that was pretty funny too. <laughs> and then from then on, he's he's not even cracking jokes. He's just walking around taking people out to try to save these uh, villagers. I like when he's putting his arm back on the guy. Get some tape. Yeah, just duct tape it on. <laughs> I mean, he definitely cracks jokes. Don't get me wrong. Deadpool's funny the whole way through. But when he's dealing with the main bad guys, he's uh, all business, which I, I actually liked that take on the character. Yeah, he was pretty damn vicious today. It was really good. What was your uh, pick of the week? Pick of the week is a new book that just came out. Hellbreak number one. Oh, yeah. Colin Bunn's new book from yeah. Oni Press. One dollar. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Uh, Oni Press is doing this thing where their new issues, I think they're going to release them at a dollar for the first one, and then it'll go up to like four going on. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get you, but this is actually a great way to get got. <laughs> I know, but it was a great book, too. It really was. Uh, let's see. Brian Chirilla is the artist, and I liked his art style, too. Hellbreak's all about going into hell and getting souls. Yeah, they're, they're trying to uh, bring people back from hell and give them a second chance at life. So they're, they're breaking into hell, and they're fighting through demons, and you know it's just really action-packed. I thought it was really good. Yeah, because that one kid was possessed, so they went back to get his soul. Yeah, and for a dollar, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and all hell broke loose. And, <laughs> literally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally? <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. And it's about to get even crazier. I, I can't wait for book two. Yeah, uh, it'll be $4 for book two, but still. See, what'd I tell you? <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> I think everybody should go check it out. For a dollar, you could do worse, right? Yeah, what was yours? My pick of the week was actually Bill and Ted's Most Triumphant Return Number 1 from mm-hmm. Boom Studios. Now, you made this comment earlier, and you're so <laughs> right. The entire time I read that stupid book, I was like, Station! <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun to read. I mean, Brian Lynch is the writer, Jerry Gaylord is the artist, and every single panel of that book, I'm reading Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter's voice. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like a continuation from where Bogus Journey left off, and they're dealing with the stuff at the school and with their bully and with you know the future, and they're trying to figure out how to write their second song, and it's just a really cool book. It's a miniseries, which might turn some people off. I know you're not a huge fan of miniseries, <laughs> but it's actually really fun, and if you're a fan of the movie, you're definitely going to be a fan of this book, so go check that out. There's a couple honorable mentions for the week, too. Uh, there's a few new books that came out. The Surface Number 1 from Alish Cott. Southern Cross, number one, from Becky Cloonan, and Howard the Duck, number one, from Chip Zdarsky. And this was a week where there were so many good books, it was really hard to pick my top three. Uh, but I wanted to mention those at least because there are a couple of great number ones that if people are looking for new books or jumping on points, it's a good time to go pick up one of those and check them out. What about my Mortal Kombat X, man? What about my Mortal Kombat X? We've talked about Mortal Kombat the last three weeks. <laughs> I just have because it's been really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Taylor? Have you been reading anything recently that uh, you want to talk about? Well, it's been tough because, you know, working in comics doesn't really give a lot of time to actually read comics, unfortunately. Um, I have been trying to get through some older stuff, though. I've been reading through uh, the Perez-Wolfman Titans. Okay. Because, you know, how can you go wrong with that? And, you know, it's been fun catching up on stuff that at this point is what, as old as I am, 30 years old. <laughs> it's a little crazy. But, you know, it's, it's always nice to go back and enjoy what came before and just you know, at this point, I can't even look at it without thinking about work. I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. 
<laughs> so when you're when you're reading comics, do you look at other people's lettering styles and compare it to your own? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I look at myself and I'm just like, gotta get better. This is not that good. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, it's gotta be decent enough. Someone's hiring me to do it. So. I disagree. I think your lettering is uh, spectacular, actually. Thank you. But yeah, I do look at you know other people's work and just like, damn, it's so cool. And I do that. I mean, it, it gets to the point where like, you know, especially the more modern stuff, I can look at something and be like, okay, that was X, Y, Z, whoever did that one. And I'm pretty good at guessing who did what. I think it's starting to get a decent eye for what, you know, who's working on what book now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So fortunately, that's all I've been reading. I've been doing that since like November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can take a while to walk through one of those omnibuses, that's for sure. It's a slow go sometimes, you know? Yeah, especially when you're so busy, like I imagine you are. Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know, uh, for the last, what, six years, you've been the. Uh, Staff letter for DC? No, I've only been staff for about two and a half years. Oh, okay. Uh, and before that, I was a freelancer, just whatever, for about a year. And then before that, I was on the Marvel staff in the bullpen five years. So I've had a, a lot of places in a short amount of time. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, all I know is that we've read a lot of New 52 books, and your name is all over <laughs> all over the place there. I, I, had a, I had a hand in quite a few of them, so... Chances are, if anybody out there is reading any New 52 title, Taylor's uh, at least lettered a few of them. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, all right. Like, right out of college, I basically got a job at Marvel. You know, like, when I was a kid, I was always kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know what I want to do for a living. Got into college, didn't, want to know, didn't know what I was going to do for a living. Got out of college, didn't know what I was going to do. And then I kind of fell backwards into a job there. Uh, they needed someone to do some temp work at Marvel. So I was like... Right, this is something for now just to get my resume going and it was supposed to be like a week and then a week became a month and a month became five years and I was like okay I guess I'm making comics now <laughs> and then when I uh, left Marvel the, during the um, the big layoffs they had a few years back mm-hmm. I was like well now what do I do because I still didn't have a plan for my life so I um, I was always like kind of interested in lettering so I taught myself how to do it and you know just started trying to find work that way so you didn't start out as a letterer then. What did you do before? I just had uh, bullpen stuff, so like production work, prepping files for the printer, uh, prepping files for the artists, color corrections, lettering corrections, whatever, you know, like just catch-alls type stuff. And th- it was it was there that I started getting the bug. It was like I would look at, you know, people's lettering like, oh, that's cool. How do you do that? How do you do that? And then I bought myself some, uh, some very good books, the uh, Comic Craft book and the DC Guide to Coloring and Lettering. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and taught myself how to do it. Badly, but I taught myself how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Well, what made you want to get into the comic industry in the first place? I mean, were you a huge fan as a kid? Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like my house was DC. My father was a Superman fan. I was the Batman fan. My uncles were Flash and Aquaman, and my cousin was Green Lantern. So, like, all right, we all have our characters. That's it. That's what it is. (laughs) And then, you know, as I got older, it was like my uncle, my youngest uncle is like only 10 years older than me. So it was kind of like a big brother, and it was just like, check this out. And then, you know, slowly everyone kind of grew out of it, and I didn't, and I just kept reading. And then as you do, you know, when you get to high school, it's like, oh, wait, nobody reads comics in high school. Put them away. And then I got to college, like, you know, I really miss comics. Let me get back into that. <laughs> but, um, but even then, I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. It's just something to pass the time. I don't think I'm going to make a living out of this ever. And like I said, a uh, chance job offer from friends saying, hey, they need somebody for like a week. And it pulled me right in. 
That's pretty cool. I mean, to be able to do everything you've done so far in the industry is pretty amazing. I imagine you've met a lot of really cool people. Uh, who's the biggest name you've met who's really impressed you in the industry so far? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I'm not someone who gets starstruck easily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I've met people and it's just like, oh, cool, they're nice. But like never been like, oh, my God, I just met, you know, X, Y, or Z. But um, honestly, I got to say probably one of the coolest people I met was uh, – Jeff Johns, he was just really cool to talk to. You know, we were at, uh, I don't even remember where we were, but we just both happened to be at the same place, and he just sat there and talked to me for a few minutes. I was like, oh, this is cool. It was nice. But, uh, yeah, you know, like it, for me, it's all about the work. You know, if I get to work on someone's stuff, great. But, it, you know, there, there's no, like, oh, my God, I just worked on this, or I just met this guy. I don't know. I'm kind of boring, I guess, <laughs> I'm trying to say. I think it's awesome, like Justin was saying, your name is everywhere. I mean, your name is going to be everywhere when you're gone. Uh, it's really cool. Well, that's depressing. Oh, no, that's not what I mean. It's a legacy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's done this. Well, no, I done. totally get that. I, actually, like, you know, talking to my wife, it's like, if I never work on comics again, it's like, I'm okay with that. I've done it. I've gotten my name in some books. So got to work on some characters I like. And if, if I have to go dig, dig a dish the rest of my life, I'm a-okay with that, you know? Wow, okay. <laughs> I've been like, damn it, I'm digging a ditch. <laughs> that seems like a step you know, down. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, like, I've pretty much done a lot of the stuff I wanted to do and that I didn't even know I wanted to do, so I'm just happy with it, you know? So you were at Marvel and DC. Which one did yes. you like Which one did you like more? Well, I've, like I said, I've always been a DC guy at heart, so gotcha. like, i got to give them the edge, you know? So why did you leave DC to go freelance again? Um... As I'm sure you know by now, uh, DC's moving out west to Burbank, and I didn't want to move out there, partially because my roots are here and on the East Coast, and I like to stay here. And also, just it, it wouldn't have worked out for my family like to move out there, have my wife have to find another job, all that stuff. I didn't want to put her through all that. That's understandable. Yeah, and then I, I was going to go back to freelance. I was like, you know what? What better time than now? The decision's being made for me. I don't have to like agonize over it for like a year and then do it. So it was all good. That's cool. Well, how did you come up with the name for your new studio? How did we even come up with that? I don't, I, it was many, many hours of throwing ideas against the wall and having my wife say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was like I come up with something. It's like, yeah, I don't know if that really works, this and that. And then, I don't know, just like sitting there looking at uh, some files. And, you know, I started thinking about the fact that in lettering, you know, like the, the characters are glyphs. It's a glyph. So I'm like, let me do something with that. And, you know, my wife and I are huge, like, Halloween and the scary thing buffs. So we were just like, how about a ghost? And just kind of came together from there. And now we're Ghost Glow Studios. That's cool. So I'm going to take you back here real quick, DC. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. What was that? <laughs> no, this isn't the dog market. I'm lost now. <laughs> yeah, and I, mind you, I have the door closed with, like, a, a towel under the door to keep them quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked this question long. Back when we first started this podcast, it was a question I constantly asked everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're the perfect person to ask. Aquaman mm-hmm. or Merman? From He-Man? Yes. <laughs> who, who would win in your mind? Well, I got to ask two questions. Okay. Which Aquaman are we talking about and which Merman are we talking about? Ah. Are we talking about like 80s uh, filmation Merman? Or are we talking about, you know, 2000 whatever? We'll go old school, uh, on, bo- we'll go old school on both of them. Okay, so like super friends and, and thing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I gotta give it to Aquaman. Oh, come on, now you gotta go for Aquaman. <laughs> Our man wins every time. He 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 just you know when when he stands on the flying fish and rides them like whatever the hell he was doing, it was just the best. Plus, for some reason, it always reminded me of Andy Griffin. So let's go with that. <laughs> that's awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> Think about it. Look, look at his hairstyle. Tell me that's not like you know Andy Griffith show era Andy Griffith. Oh my gosh, he's so right. <laughs> I, I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait till I tease all my Aquaman friends now. <laughs> How's Mayberry? <laughs> Mayberry under the sea. <laughs> they, they, totally, they totally should have made uh, Aqualad. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Knotts. <laughs> Barney Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure somebody out there can make that meme happen. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it, Internet. I believe in you. <laughs> So, uh, tapping into a little of your personal life, you also do martial mm-hmm. arts? Oh, I did. I haven't done it in years. <laughs> I, um, I kind of stopped around the time we were getting married because it just got too crazy. And it just never really got a chance to get back into it. Maybe one of these days. But, uh, yeah, I uh, actually have uh, my second-degree black belt. Wow. That's awesome. Don't mess with him, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, you can mess with me. I'm, I'm doughy and out of shape now, so... <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> I did martial arts uh, from the time I was, I don't know, seven until I was about 15 and then uh, moved away, mm-hmm. got fat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kept with it. I, th- I guess I started around six years old, I want to say eight years old, something like that. And I stuck with it into my mid-20s. And then, like I said, around the time we were getting married, it was just like, you got to run here. You got to run there. You're busy doing this. You're buying a house. Like, okay, fine. There's no time for this. Always got to prioritize. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. The wife comes first, you know. Oh, I know. So. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> had to get permission to come podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's sad that you're leaving D.C. right now because one of our good friends just joined D.C. Uh, oh, yeah? Steve Orlando. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be doing writing for them, yeah. So if you ever get a chance to meet him, uh, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten to work with him before. I did one of his stories in CMYK. Oh, okay. And I'd love to work with him again, actually. So Cool. Actually, the, it's funny enough, I, I just saw that he and ACO are doing Midnighter, and it's like, wow, two guys who I loved working with, and they're awesome together anyway, so it's going to be a good book. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, us too. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, Steve cracks us up. He's been on the show with us a couple times now. <laughs> of course, things are changing now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we have to go through D.C. to actually get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> No, earlier when we were t- I was telling you about, you know, how you'll have your legacy being lettering. I mean, we thought we were pretty hot stuff to trot, you know, when uh, Kel Simons there put our little letter in the back of one of his books. <laughs> we're like in the back of uh, issue number five of Mercenary Sea. And we're like, yeah, look, we're in a comic book. <laughs> That's our claim to fame. Uh, we're such losers. <laughs> well, you know, like the first time you get your name in there, it's just crazy. I, I still remember my first book, actually. It was an issue of New Avengers I did production on. And I like I went out to the store and like I freaking did this, holy shit, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And it's like and then after a while I was just like, Okay, I'm in comics now. <laughs> it, it loses its luster kinda of quickly sometimes, but every so often it's it's cool to just open up a book and I'm like, Oh, I did that. That's that's fun. And I, I swear I don't mean to sound like like jerky or something, I just I'm very bleh most of the time. <laughs> it's okay, we're very much that way right now too. <laughs> No, I think, again, going back to that same thing, and my boy here who's in the other room, uh, 
actually got to do a little project with his class and got to do it with another artist we know, uh, Sate Donnelly. Uh, mm-hmm. and he did his book, uh, soul star. And so his whole class drew soul star images and he got to put in the book is for aneurysm for the foundation to help for aneurysms and stuff like that. So he's oh. in the comic book too. So that's like, it's really cool. You know, he was like so excited and they're trying to break some Guinness world record. So I thought it was kind of cool. So I get that. I, I, I know, awesome. I know my boy here wants to write a book sometime. He's been working on this book now for the last couple of years. I think, uh, you still working on that couple, book? Couple of years. <laughs> I, I have a outline for a story that I'm planning to write. I've just been <laughs> super busy cause I'm doing two podcasts now and working full time and I'm married and you know how it is. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to ask you this question. I mean, you're in comics. I know you probably have comic books. You probably have your statues or whatnot, like us nerds. Is there an issue or is there a book that you like? It's your whole, like you really want it and you don't have it and you'd love to get it? Well, yeah, Detective Number 1. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. I mean, I'm not so fanatical that I'm like, you know, going out there and like buying back issues and stuff. But I, I do every so often go and just browse the back issue bins and see if I find something notable. Like Jason Todd is one of my favorite characters. So I try to get any like significant appearances of his Joker is another character I love. So I try to find anything of his that's like kind of important or even just a cool cover at some points. What do you think about um, the, uh, what do you think about the current Joker run Endgame? Have you been reading I that? Don't know. I I read a couple issues when I was working on it early on, and then when I left, I just haven't had the time to pick it up again. I, I'm going to read it. Just I'm just going to wait for the trade at this point. I think that's fair. It's uh, really good so far. We won't spoil anything. We won't spoil I mean, anything. What, what, what I what I did see was awesome, and I was loving it. But like I said, I, I read it so out of order and stuff from working on stuff that I really don't know exactly what's going on. When you were in uh, when you were working for DC and you had access to these guys on a regular basis, you were working with them or whatnot. Could you ever ask them to clue you in on what was going to happen, or did they keep everything hush hush even from guys like you? Oh, I never even bothered to ask. It was like I, I'm on a need to know basis. I'm not going to ask any of this stuff. <laughs> I, I just sat there and did my work, and I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to know too much because I didn't want to be a possible leak or anything. So I was like, eh, not, don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me anything. I need to know past this issue. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know if I could have done that, though. I think if I was in your position, I would have to. <laughs> I would have to at least ask. I'd have gone nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I asked one thing once, but that was like, you know, just just for my own, like, sanity. Otherwise, I was just like, whatever. I don't need to know this stuff. And it, usually I was busy enough where it just didn't matter. I was like, I, I don't have time to know who's doing what. Just let me just get through this issue. Well, with the issues that are doing, I mean, like the Batman book, you know, it comes out once a month. Did you guys get to see it before, earlier? I mean, did you like beforehand before the public did? Well, well what do you mean, like the completed issue or yes, just the how, how how far ahead of the actual release were you getting books to work on the lettering? I think it's well, what I was trying to ask. Okay, like we would probably get the books maybe between a week and three weeks before they were due. You know, depending on how quickly an artist was working or what was going on. So, like you know, we if we saw something is it like it's coming out in a month, we can wait, whatever you know. But, uh, you know, it, it also depended on who had the book. Like, I wasn't really the regular guy on Batman. I think I did a couple backups and maybe the odd issue or two, if I did that much. So it's just like, you've got it this month. Here, take a look. Otherwise, just like, okay, I'll just wait till the book comes out on Wednesday. Hmm. Yeah, I imagine it takes a lot of work to get a book out 
like every month. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about Batman Eternal comes out every week. I I tell you, those editors are some of the hardest working people. I don't know how they coordinate all that stuff, but they get it done, and they they do their job as well. So, well, it's cool. I mean, my favorite characters of all time right now go Harley, Joker, and Batman, and Batman and Joker kind of flip flop back and forth. I mean, when I first got into comic books, it was Spider Man. And then along mm-hmm. the way, back, I got you know, introduced to Batman, and that was it. <laughs> and then Harley came out, and I, I, oh, man. I all do that at times. Like, in the 90s, like, especially right after, like, the death and return of Superman, that was, like, all I was reading, I, which was is the only thing I could read because they were coming out four times a month, you know, like, with all the books. But, uh, but yeah, it was Superman, then I kind of, like, for a little while, I was down to Captain America, and... I don't know. I, I just kept flip-flopping around. But through it all, I think Batman's always been like my number one, you know? Probably because of the movies and TV shows and all that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, Justin's wearing a Batman shirt right I now. <laughs> We're all Batman fans. <laughs> Even that? if you say you're not a Batman fan, you're a Batman fan. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of our friends, a so-called Aquaman friend. Terms- Actually, he's the only person I've ever met that just outright doesn't like Batman. Yeah, he calls him Bat-God. He went from being Batman to being Bat God. He just hates him because uh, it seems like he has no, no limits. Like he always wins, and he just hates that. Oh yeah, because he's freaking Batman. <laughs> That's why. Funny enough, back back when I was at Marvel, this editor um, that I worked with and I, we we had this running joke where when anyone supposed you know gave you like a hypothetical battle, say it was like who would win, like He Man or Superman, we just pop it and be like Batman wins. <laughs> and people like, but he's like, Batman always wins. <laughs> and we just piss everybody off. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, how great would it have been to have Taylor on when we did the, the 64 tournament thing? Oh, yeah. Last year we did the we did the comical March Madness thing. Had a bunch of oh, different yeah. characters like fighting against each other. Who ended up winning that? It was uh, Thanos, wasn't it? Yeah, Thanos won. Yeah. But Batman was in there for a while. Oh, yeah. He beat Midnighter like it was nothing. And now we realize, mm-hmm. okay, we didn't give Mid- Midnighter enough credit. <laughs> Uh, we we argued the points on both sides, I think. That was a fair fight. Did, did Batman make the Final Four? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a year ago. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> it was Batman, Thanos, Darkseid, and was it Strange or Hulk? I think it was Strange. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems a little lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next, if we do it again, we got to make sure we keep out the demigods. and. The <laughs> well, we let our list, we let our listeners suggest picks for the brackets and then it was all random and it just mm-hmm. it just worked out that way so if we ever do it again we'll definitely make it a little more balanced i guess yeah, we had some really weak characters in there <laughs> yeah let me ask let me ask you this did you have snake eyes in there no we had uh red <sighs> bee in there though <laughs> lobo was in there red bee <laughs> oh my god yeah i know merman was in it <laughs> yeah merman and aquaman were both in there we had some stupid robot in there, didn't we? Uh, Rom Space Knight was in there. I was going to say, were you, were you talking about Rom? Because I think you just pissed off like half the, the fanboy. <laughs> some stupid robot. <laughs> yeah. Could have been talking about Ultron. Come on now. <laughs> I think you know who Ultron is by now. Yeah, we know who Ultron is. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> well, let's move on to a segment that we have with all of our guests where we call it Tell Me a Funny Story. Our 
this week Miguel is going to tell a funny story first, and then we'll have Taylor tell one. Man, you know what? I have been I've been racking my brain all day long, and I had one, and I totally forgot about it when I started coming down here. <laughs> Man, I think that's his way of saying he doesn't want to tell one. <laughs> <laughs> I called him out on it this morning. I was like, come on, man. I've done these back to back to back. <laughs> back to back to back. I did the last one. <laughs> Let me think here. Give me a second here. You can talk to Taylor real quick while I run things in my head. All right. Well, you have, you have a funny story for us, Taylor? I do. You want to go first since Miguel's thinking? Sure, I'll go first. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, so back when I was in college, and at the time what I would do is after I finished up at school, because um, my dad's job was on the way home, sometimes I'd stop by and like, hang out and everything. So I left the college, started driving to his, uh, his office. As soon as I get there, my father comes out kind of like, not agitated, but just like brisk. He's like, go home right now and clean your room. I'm like, what? Like, you know, I'm thinking, first of all, I'm like, I'm 21 years old. Like, why are you telling me to go clean my room? And also, what, why are you just like rushing me out of here? So I'm like, oh, whatever. Let me just get out of here and go check out what's going on. So I, I drive home and... As soon as I get in, I see my sister and my mother taking stuff out of my room and walking in with like towels and hair dryers. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so I walk in and it turns out my sister had started to run a bath upstairs and forgot about it. So the water went through the, the bathroom floor, through my ceiling and into my bedroom and soaked everything. Oh. So I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, I, I lost many, many valuable issues of Wizard Magazine. Oh, what a loss. <laughs> and other things. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like, what the hell happened? And she's just like bawling to me. Like, I forgot I had the water on and I went to go, like, send the paper to my professor and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever, it's fine. You know, so we just went through, we cleaned everything out and, and all that stuff. I was like, all right, whatever, not a big deal. So a couple of days later, you know, because this was, I think, maybe about May or June. Like, I'm, I'm going to go take a dip in the pool. It's hot. I'm tired, whatever. So I put on my swim trunks. I grab a, a towel, and I grab some flip-flops. As I'm walking out of the house, I see my sister in the kitchen. So I go to her. Hey, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go check out some stuff in my room while having all this stuff on. And she just starts bawling, crying again because she's like, I said sorry about this. I'm just like, I have to take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Calm down. It's a little mean, but funny. At least I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would have done the same kind of things to my sister if they had done that to me. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't be mad. It wasn't anything important. Like, all, all the important stuff was saved. It was just like one of those things just in the moment of, oh, crap, i got to clean up all this stuff right now. You know, those things you don't want to do after a long day in class and all that stuff. I, was say, I gave her some heartache over, and then I was just like, i just got to have fun with her now. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell a story about your parents, like, moving you out of your bedroom when you went to college. Because that actually happened to me. I went to school. And then I dropped out and came back home uh, before I decided to go back to college. And during the time that I was gone, which was like two semesters, my mom took everything out of my room and turned it into an exercise room. So when I came back, there was nowhere for me to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a little tough for that because I was still actually living at home. So if they moved me out, I would have been really suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't do the whole dorm thing. I'm like, if I dorm, I'm never going to get anything done. (laughs) I didn't. That's why I dropped out. Exactly. That's why, like, you know what? Just, just to not waste their time, my time, and their money. Let me not do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, my story may not be funny. It'll be okay, I guess. I like to call this one bad timing. <laughs> so, it's the story of your life, right? Pretty much. <laughs> um, 
You always hear those stories. You never want to walk in on your folks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm I'm in uh, I'm a little bit older. I'm not out of college. I'm still kind of going to college. I'm at home. I stayed home to help out the folks, but I went to a school close by. And uh, I was going to go visit uh, the young lady I was seeing at the time. And she lived about an hour away because the school I went to was in Houston. And I told my, my mom and dad, hey, I'm going to head out, go down here, and uh, I'll see you maybe later, later tonight. So I took off in the car, and I was driving, and I didn't go too far down the road, and it just, the clouds just, it was just pouring down. It was really bad. And this little Chevy S10, I'm thinking, okay, this is not good. I'm not going to make it very far in this. And so I, I, I turned the car around, figured I'm going to call her up and tell her, hey, I can't make it. It's pretty bad. I don't want to do this. I, I drove back home, and I pull in, and the truck is very silent. And so I pull in, it's a good truck. So I pull in, park the car, get out the truck, shut the door. So I go walk up the porch, go open the door. Stick the key in the door, not open the door, and open the door wide. And what the hell do I see? I see my father bare ass naked running toward the bathroom. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and I like, I like, I don't even want to look to the left. That's my mom's dad's room right there. I'm like, Jesus, the door is wide open. My mom is under the covers. I'm like, Jesus Christ, come on, really? Oh my gosh! And I'm thinking to myself, why did you run to the bathroom? Why did you just not shut the door? I'm not going to open it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but to this day, I cannot get the image of my father's ass running through. And sadly, I think I saw some shit shaking too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, I wasn't gonna go, mom, because the weather was bad. But I'm gonna go ahead and leave now because I need to get away from this. <laughs> so I got, I said, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back for another five. I don't. I don't give a damn if I don't go. I'm not coming back for another five hours because I'm scarred for life. So I got in the car and I drove all the way down to where she was at, and I drove through the rain. The rain didn't even affect me anymore because I could not get the image. I wasn't seeing rain clouds. I was seeing ass cheeks in my window. <laughs> it's it like, oh my gosh. So you think I would learn? Crap happened again many many years later. Again. I didn't see ass running. It's like, why are you running? Shut the door. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> I told you. He goes, my dad, this is my dad's thing to me. If you're going to leave, then leave. <laughs> don't come back. <laughs> I'm human too. I don't need to hear this. <laughs> That's my mom in there. Thank you. <laughs> so, of course, I rag my kids about that crap now too. But, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> I'm at the wrong place at the wrong time every freaking time. At least I didn't run into my grandparents doing that crap. Ugh. That'd been the end of that. <laughs> I never walked in on my parents or anything like that, luckily. Uh, I did I did come home from work one day, and my father-in-law used to live with us for a little while. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had just gotten out of the shower and was walking around my apartment naked. I had no idea. <laughs> I came home and I opened the door and I saw his bare ass. And I was just like, whoop. And I like walked in. I said, I closed the door and kept facing the wall. You know, I didn't want to see anything else. And I was like, hey, Bill, I'm here. And he's like, oh, hey, Justin. No, <laughs> no shame or anything. <laughs> didn't go to cover up. And I just kind of kept facing the wall and like did sidesteps all the way down the hall into my bedroom. Didn't even look. It was on your couch. Uh, <laughs> he came up next to you and put his arm around you and talked to you. And <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> that was great. But here's another messed up story. Uh, still going on with the same girl. I did go to see her again. I used to make that drive a lot. And her parents left for something. They came back early. <laughs> so it's payback time. I jumped out of that room and ran to the bathroom and talked about getting dressed in a hurry. It wasn't until after I got home that I realized I had everything on backwards <laughs> and inside out. 
I don't know how I got away. Oh, they came in. They saw me. They she was fine. I don't know how she pulled that off. But uh, yeah, I was kind of scared shitless while there. It was kind of messed up, but I like realized you know the shirt was on backwards. The, the pants were fine, but the shirt was on backwards. So were the drawers. The drawers were also in the wrong way. <laughs> Tell them that's the style now. Darn kids, <laughs> their weird clothing. Dude, I, I might have gotten killed that night. I'm telling you. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, so stay away from your dad's bare ass <laughs> and don't get caught when you're at your girl's house. <laughs> Lessons I will teach the boys. <laughs> How are you going to teach them? I'm not going to teach them. <laughs> First hand experience. <laughs> I like, when you say you're going to leave, you better leave. <laughs> Just lock the door, deadbolt it, and stick a chair on the handle. If you see the sock on the door on the outside. <laughs> You'd be telling me, I'm 50 years old. Why would I put a damn sock in my door? Exactly. Kids? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I was still messed up on that. <laughs> Imagine how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the uh, comics, movie, and TV news for the week. we got a few things to talk about. All right, give me some movies today. You want to do movies first? Yeah. Okay. There's not a lot movie-wise. Hawkeye is apparently going to appear in Captain America 3, the Civil War movie. Okay. Figured as much. Yeah. Uh, well... This confirmed as of uh, earlier in the week. And they're going to be doing another Ghostbusters movie. Not just the all-female cast Ghostbusters, but they're also going to be doing an all-male cast Ghostbusters huh. as well. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, uh, Steve Harvey, the- <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> the, only person, <laughs> the only person confirmed for it so far is Channing Tatum. Dan Aykroyd is involved in the uh, script writing process and the production of it all. But they want to make like an expanded Ghostbusters universe with like two different teams, like an all-female team and an all-male team that are within the same universe now. So it's kind of interesting. So who's going to play Winston? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, man. Steve Harvey, man. I'm telling you. Steve Harvey. He's, he's funny. Kind of, he's kind of <laughs> I think they're going for like a younger, like the new crowd of Ghostbusters. I don't think they're going for old guys. The guy from Saturday Night Live? Uh, they're probably going to use... Um, Since they took the girls from Saturday Night Live. I mean, they could. They'll probably use uh, Donald Glover. Hmm. I could see him being a good Ghostbuster. I bet he'd love to do it, too. <laughs> He's probably a huge fan of the series. What do you mean? Uh, Tyrese and Common aren't going to step up and say, I want to be in Ghostbusters, too. <laughs> well, they're both stepping up and saying they want to be Green Lantern. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, If Donald Glover was involved, that would actually get me more interested. Yeah, me too. At, at this point, like, I, like, I have no problem with the ladies' Ghostbusters. I think the idea is awesome, except I'd rather them just not even be Ghostbusters. Just do your own thing. Don't bank on the name. Just be like, all right, just four ladies kicking ass, whatever. I'm there. But this whole thing of like trying to revive the name and all that stuff is just kind of killing me. I'm like, just <laughs> let it die with dignity, you know? After Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, brother. <laughs> which, which I actually liked. I know, I know people give that movie heat, but I liked it. Ghostbusters 2? We like parts of it, too. It's Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> that tub's trying to eat Oscar. <laughs> Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's great moments in that movie. Oh, I love that movie. My only real concern about the female Ghostbusters is Melissa McCarthy. I don't really think she's that funny, but I like the other three. So she she kind of reminds me of a Chris Farley, where it's it's too far out there. Yeah, you know, like like they they the charm of the original movie was the fact that all those guys were funny, but they played everything straight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think she has that in her. I feel exactly the same way. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Only time will tell, though. I mean, we'll we'll watch it. We'll see. Oh, yeah. But. Here's the thing. I, I'm also not judging. Like, I'm not going to say the movie's any crap because I don't know. I don't have a time machine. But I'll give anything a shot. 
we feel pretty much the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Channing Tatum, eh? Channing Tatum. So, hmm. yeah. Eh, he's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, he, I know what? He proved me wrong with 21 Jump Street, so I'm fine with that. Did you see 22 Jump Street? Not yet. I've been meaning to. I had really low expectations for it, but it was actually really good. Did, did it suffer from the comedy sequel thing where it's like, let's just redo the same storyline? It made fun of the fact that most sequels do that over and over and over again. Actually, the closing sequence of the movie, they're like, 29 Jump Street, 34 Jump Street, 48 Jump Street. And they keep making like trailers for these fake sequels that are in the future. And they keep getting older and older as it goes by. <laughs> Ice, Cube's like, Ice Cube's like, you two are going to preschool. You two are going to culinary school. <laughs> and at one point, they switch out uh, Jonah Hill with uh, the Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I thought I was surprised by how good 22 Jump Street was. Like That was my problem with like Hangover 2. It's like, really, this again? And that, that's kind of why I didn't see Horrible Bosses, but then I've heard Horrible Bosses 2 is great. So yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either. Yeah, there's, there's a few of these comedy sequels i got to watch. I recommend 22 Jump Street. I was, I was impressed by that one. And that's, that's, okay, a, that's all we got for movies. So what next, comics or TV? Give me TV, man. TV. Okay, so Daredevil announced that there's going to be six new cast members as of today. The first is Rob Morgan, who's going to play Turk Barrett. You see this face? <laughs> you see this face? Uh, Miguel's not a fan of Daredevil, so it doesn't matter how what I tell him about the TV series, he just can't get excited. <laughs> but, I mean, is, is that character actually from the comics? Or Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a small-time crook who was a friend of Murdoch's before he became oh. before he grew up, I think. Then there's Matt Gerard, who is playing Melvin Potter, who is the guy who makes all the costumes for the supervillains. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes by Gladiator. Then there's uh, Peter... Shinkoba is playing somebody named Nobu, who's a Japanese businessman. I don't know who that is. And then uh, Nikolai Nikolov and Gideon Emery are playing the Russian brothers, uh, Vladimir and Anatoly, who I'm sure you're at least somewhat familiar with. Those two I'm familiar with. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I just don't know, man. I don't know if I can get up for it. The things I've seen with Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, I'm very excited about. I think he was perfectly cast in that role. Well, I like him. I like him, too. I just don't know. You're just not a fan of Daredevil. No, but, I'm just not a fan of Daredevil. Uh, no, it's not I Ben Affleck. <laughs> I can't watch it. <laughs> so you're a fan of the Ben Affleck Daredevil? No. Yeah. <laughs> totally a fan of the Incredible Hulk one. Which one? You guys remember the trial of Incredible Hulk? The uh, the show? Yeah, the one with Bill Bixby where they had Daredevil oh, on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. I just remember the one with Thor. I mean, I've seen that. Oh, well, yeah. Episode. It was the one with Thor, which was with the death of the Incredible Hulk, I think. Uh-huh. And they did the trial, too. God, it's been so which long. Which they were actually on trial, which always bothered me. Oh my gosh, I have to go back and try to find that. I have the first two seasons on DVD. I'll have to go through and watch all yeah. the rest of them. I, mean, I was a big Incredible Hulk guy back in the day. I got to meet Lou Ferrigno, and I was like, I was like, I couldn't even talk. <laughs> I struggled. I really did. It's like the first big guest we got to meet, and I was so just in shock. I mean, I was really starstruck. I mean, the big time hero of mine, and like I said, I enjoyed the Hulk and everything else, and so it was so cool. And then he broke our microphone. <laughs> Can I move this? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so Gotham has cast Chris Chuck, uh, who's from 12 Years a Slave. That's the only thing he's known for, as Lucius Fox. Yeah, huh. okay. Okay. Uh, they also announced that Fish Mooney is not going to be returning for season two. I know you're happy about that. I am pretty happy about that. Do you, do you watch Gotham, Taylor? Um, yeah, I've been watching it. It's It's my least favorite of the DC shows, but... You know, I, I still get some enjoyment out of it. But it's funny that they're getting rid of her because she's just now finally become an interesting character to me. 
right? Yeah, she's, she was horrible <laughs> over the first like ten the, the episodes. Whole show, I'm like, oh, why did they put this character in? It's like it's not going anywhere. And then that episode where she uh, wait, have we all watched it? Oh yeah, yes. we're all caught up. But that episode where she pulls out her eye, I'm like, finally they're doing something with her that makes me care. And I know now she, she's gone. She broke out the spoon. I'm like, damn. Well, they were very careful in their wording. Uh, she's not going to be here for season two, but they didn't say that they were killing her off, so she may actually be back. Okay. I, I, mean, I figured that's just so they can always bring her back later, but it, it's weird that they would actually like stop that long storyline, you know? But it's all about the penguin does. anyway. It's all about the penguin. This is the thing. I, I, it's funny because I love certain parts of that show. I love the, the penguin story, uh, the stuff that they do with Bruce and Selena I'm okay with, and Alfred and all that stuff. It's just the little things like introducing Venom so early and things like that, you know, like. Leave some stuff for after Batman appears. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> what about the Joker? <sighs> I, I really didn't want them to have it. As much as I love the Joker, I like the idea of not knowing who he is, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, the actor did a really good job in the, in the role, but I kind of feel the same well, way the, you do. We don't know for certain that it is him. They just strongly emphasize it might be him. Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job. He creeped me out. <laughs> Like whoa, that's so cool! The turn, it's like oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is uh, your favorite? Uh, which is your favorite DC show? Flash, huh? Not I Arrow. Um, it was tough with Arrow. I I couldn't watch season one. Like I just I tried. And I was just like, what is this? And then when they started saying that season two was going to have like Barry Allen show up and all this stuff, I was like, well, let me check it out. And I think I started with the second or third episode of season two, and I've been hooked ever since. But with Arrow, it's just like. You know, it, it is what it is. I like it. It's a good enough show. It's, you know, Batman with a bow and arrow, whatever. But with Flash, it's like they just got so right. Uh, and it, it's it's an upbeat superhero who's happy to be doing it. It's like, I like this. I, I've missed this, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that's the one thing. I, I love that show. And I was digging Constantine. I'm just upset that they really didn't. Well, it's not officially over yet. They're still... It was not over. But they... they I don't know. Like, I feel like they didn't give it enough of a shot. You know what I mean? They put it in a bad time slot. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I've been saying that. I've been preaching that forever. Like, you put it in a death slot. What the hell were you thinking? There's the thing. Like, you know, even when they moved it up to 8 o'clock, it's like, Still if on a Friday. I go out, like, if I go out to work and then come back because, you know, oh, let's grab drinks before you go home or uh, we got to go out to dinner time, whatever, you know, like, I was going to miss it every time. It's like, this is... This is killing me. I, I can't watch the show on Friday at 8 or 10. Yeah. So. That was just NBC's poor choice to put it uh, on Friday night. <laughs> Any other night would have been fine. They wanted to pair it with, what, what is it, Grimm? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, that did nothing for me because I wasn't watching Grimm before and I definitely wasn't watching Grimm after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what their logic was there. I guess they just figured – two supernatural shows people might might stick around and watch it and give it a chance or something but i think it, w- it was strong enough that it could have stood on its own if they put it on a tuesday or something oh yeah and i mean i'm probably not gonna happen but i'm holding out hope that like if not sci-fi maybe like the warner brothers people take it back because there's no reason that show can't fit in with the other shows yeah i was thinking the cw yeah yeah and then and then you could just have all f- one big universe Constantine and Supergirl all fit in together. Yeah, speaking of Supergirl, that was the next thing on my agenda. Did you see the uh, costume? Yeah, I did. What did you think? That was pretty cool. I don't have a problem with it. What about you, Taylor? I, I like it. I no issues whatsoever with it. Like, well, maybe one. I do miss the fact that the the inside of the S is in solid yellow, but whatever. Minor complaint. I'm not going to make a well, case out of that. I didn't even catch that. Huh. 
Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a cutout instead of like the solid shield. But you know what? It's so close to what her costume is. I I can't get mad at it. And it, it, it looks great. I like any changes that they made to it. I think have only improved the costume. Yeah, I agree. I really liked it too. And that's the actress who's going to play her, uh, Melissa mm-hmm. Benoist. I think is her name. Hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And the very last thing in TV is that uh, the Walking Dead spinoff has been picked up for two full seasons. What spinoff is that? They're doing a Walking Dead spinoff. We really? talked about this. We did. I can't remember anymore, man. We talk about so much <laughs> stuff, I lose track. Uh, they, they, it's a whole new cast of characters, a whole new storyline oh, in a different, right. different location. I'm actually more excited for this than I am for The Walking Dead as it is now on TV. Yeah, no, because you're pissed because Daryl's still around. Well, <laughs> think, think about this. We have expectations for the show now because we've read the comics. Mm-hmm. And the comics are really, really good. So whenever things happen in a weaker version on the TV show, all I can do is get upset about it. But with this other show... It's in the same world. You're still going to see the humanized story of these people trying to survive in the zombie apocalypse, but you have no preconceived notions about who these people are supposed to be or you know what the situation is going to be or anything. So I'm kind of excited to see people in this world that aren't Rick in the group mm-hmm. because I might actually be able to enjoy that more than I can you know what's going on right now. What happens if that group winds up with like six T-Dogs? Yeah, if that's, where, if that's where the world takes him, that's where the world takes him. Hey, don't be dissing Irony Singleton. That guy was awesome. I know he was. We got like 18 hugs from that guy. He was awesome. So what else you got for me? You said, uh, well, we're in comics news now. Comics, all right. Uh, so apparently IDW is making a Knight Rider trade paperback. <laughs> you know, they love their uh, properties from the 70s and 80s. So mm-hmm. Jeffrey Thorne's writing that, and Jason Johnson is the artist. It's supposed to come out in May. Hmm. Marvel has announced a whole bunch of more Secret Wars titles. There's going to be the Squadron Sinister, which, you know the Squadron Supreme? Mm-hmm. Hyperion and Nighthawk and uh, yeah, uh, it's like evil versions of them. Nice. Which I think is kind of cool. Uh, there's going to be Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. <laughs> there's going to be giant-sized little Marvel AVX, which is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> what? Scotty Young's doing it. It's going to be like the, you remember the AVX babies? Yes. A-Babies versus X-Babies? It's mm-hmm. like a continuation of that, but it's going to be a bigger giant size story. Wait a second here. Today we, we made me sign up that form that I'm going to get everything that's Marvel, whatever. I'm going to get these books, am I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might like the next one. Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. <laughs> I will read that. <laughs> Jerry Dugan's writing it. Oh, I'll definitely read it now. And it's, uh, it's Shikla and the Legion of Monsters. All righty then. So I'm actually really excited for that one. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then recently, like an hour ago, they announced... Years of Future Past. It's going to be like the worst time for mutants ever, like the Days of Future story, Future Past storyline, but even worse. Oh, wow. So a few more Secret Wars titles coming out. Yeah, we're going to go broke. <laughs> you thought you were spending $117. Now you wait. $225. <laughs> they announced uh, a non-Secret Wars title today as well. Uh, Groot is getting his own solo series, <laughs> which just seems kind of crazy to me that so many people in the Guardians are getting their own spinoffs. Uh, what the hell is he going to say? I'm Groot. The entire pet book, I'm Groot. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. But it's actually going to be a prequel. It's going to be the story of how he and Rocket teamed up and initially met each other and all that kind of stuff. So I could see that being an interesting story. But they could have just done that in the Rocket Raccoon <laughs> series. <laughs> like, I don't really know why Groot has to have his own series, too. Because Marvel's getting it to you, man. Because they want my money. That's what it is. Because you got Princess Leia. You got Darth Vader. You got Star Wars. You got what other book is coming out now. <laughs> And the interesting thing is it's being written by uh, Jeff Lovinas, who's not even a comic writer. He's a comedy writer for Jimmy Kimmel. Huh. 
Okay. Interesting. So, I don't know. I'll go check it out, but we'll see. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and that is it for the comics news. Man, I am concerned about all these books, though. I mean, how many of these books are going to come out at once? <laughs> going to be broke, man. They're, they're all coming out right now. Go buy them. <laughs> oh. Everything. <laughs> oh. Going to have to be like, nope, I don't want that one. Nope, put it back in my box. I'll pick it up next week. <laughs> well, it, it's been a while since we collected everything in a crossover. I think the last time was uh, AVX. Yeah. Man, I picked up everything Black as Night when that was coming out. That was ridiculous. I was reading something called Western whatever. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, I know, I know in... DC, we did all of Death of the Family. Mm-hmm. We did all of uh, Court of the Owls. I think we did Green Lantern, too, for the... Uh, but it's Darkest Night, Brightest Day. No, 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 the, the new uh, one. The, Lights Out. Lights Out, that's what it was, yeah. With that one guy? Yeah. Oh, that was the end of it for us with Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too impressed with the, the way that ended. It felt like a, a scaled-down Blackest Night a little bit, but what can you do? <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of excited for Secret Wars. I think it's going to be interesting. More Marvel books. More four dollar, five dollar books. Mm. Get a second job to support this <laughs> this thing I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm going digital. <laughs> digital books are the same price as the. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I'm, I'm gonna buy them from you when you sell them. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Hey, bucks under five. Woohoo! <laughs> Dude, we can barely read thirty six books now. How are we gonna fit fifty books in? Well, a lot of the titles we read now are getting canceled. Oh, okay, that's or, right. Or yeah, not canceled, but they're ending so that the Secret Wars versions of those books will continue. Worlds are going to collide. Stuff is going to blow yeah. up. Spiders are going to take over the world. What do you think about all that, Taylor? The uh, the Secret Wars and Battleground storyline? I don't even know, man. I I kind of stepped off from Marvel for a while because I just couldn't keep track of everything. And I, I'm just lost now. I just look at it like, what? So, somebody help me. <laughs> but, uh... It was hard enough keeping up with the DC stuff, and I, like that's all I was working on. So I'm like, uh, "What's going on now? <laughs> world's end, future's end. Too many worlds are ending. I'm I'm sick of all these ends." <laughs> I yeah, think- I know. I'm start. I'm I'm tired of the reboots. Tired of the restart overs is really pissing me off. <laughs> it was like, come on. Well, I, I gotta be honest. I'm a little excited about what DC's doing now. I, I think it's kind of cool. Like just because I think I read somewhere they said some of these books are not really going to be continuity per se. Like it's just cool stories. I'm like, all right, I can get up, I can get behind that. If I don't if I don't need a PhD to figure out the book, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. I am looking forward to the new Suicide Squad though. The new new Suicide Squad. The new 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 Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good roster. Parasite, Black Hand, Reverse Flash, Reverse Flash, Talon. We're hoping it's Calvin Rose. We're hoping it's Calvin Rose. That would be cool. But yeah, it should be good. Fun, fun, fun. That's pretty much it. So uh, I want to remind everybody: there's a couple of different places you can find us on the internet. You can find us at nerdbong.com or also on wickedradionetwork.com. Uh, we are also on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you enjoy listening to the show, please go out there and leave us a five-star review. We're trying to get those numbers up. I think we hit our 50th review this week, which is pretty awesome. Woo-hoo! Uh, so thank you to whoever left us that one. <laughs> five stars, right? <laughs> it was five stars. Uh, also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at comicalpodcast. I'm at comicalpodcast, too. And if you want to follow Taylor, you can find him at... You can follow me at, at Taylor Espo on Twitter. You can follow the studio at, at Ghostglyphs on Twitter. Or you can like the Facebook page at Ghostglyphs Studios. And you begin to tell me how much you hate my lettering and how I'm terrible and I'm ruining comics. Do people actually <laughs> tell you that? No, I just tell myself that just so I don't get too... Com- <laughs> <laughs> well, stop doing that because it's not true. Yeah, I know, right? Man, if I did everything you did, I'd be walking around, oh, man, look at what I've done. <laughs> I'm 
fishing for compliments. <laughs> You're catching some. You, you are the man. I want to be you when I grow up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and that's all we got for today. So do you want to close out the show, Taylor? <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>